You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports, and this is your Locked On Indians podcast. Uh, I want to apologize for the uh, the missing episode in there. Uh, starting a new job has taken a lot of my time as I'm learning some transitions and stuff at a new state and at a new level of education. And in addition to that, I was also really knocked over by illness yesterday. And that, more than anything else, uh, prevented me from hopping on and doing a quick pod as I slept about 18 out of 24 hours. And then uh, three of those hours I was awake were childcare and the other three were going in for a work function and then uh, staying awake on the roads. So I missed out on the chance. I mean, yesterday was definitely a euphoric day. It would have been a great day to sit down and do a podcast. Um, Not quite as euphoric a day later, but we'll still go over the two games. We'll look ahead to the New York series, uh, Yankees in particular. And we'll just, uh, you know, we'll be focusing on these next few games, doing some uh, scoreboard watching as well. So we'll start with Monday. The Indians win uh, on the second game in a row due to a Carlos Santana walk-off home run. A lot of things to enjoy in this game. Uh, Solid performance by Plesak. Again, it's a lot of, I don't know how he's effective. Uh, Just doesn't miss a lot of bats. Doesn't walk a lot of guys. Um, does give up hits. It, it might be a Josh Tomlin toolkit. Uh, Clippard and Hand both struggle in the game. Luckily for the Indians, Santana comes up big. Hunter Wood has been a nice addition that they got for very cheap. Uh, Nick Weckrin, another cheap ad. We'll talk about him more when we talk about today's game. Oliver Perez has been ineffective against lefties. That's all he should be out there to face. The other big thing in this game, of course, was Fran Mill uh, Reyes getting off the schneid and hitting his first home run. I had predicted he'd do it against Devin Smeltzer and the Twins. I was wrong. He just hit a double in that game. But I was, I was close, and he, he actually went two for four, one of his best performances of the year. Jose Ramirez stayed hot. He, uh, he had his 17th home run. He also had a double in this one. Mercado, we're seeing some slippage. Um... That's why I would not mind seeing Ramirez, too. That's where you want your best hitter, and that is arguably Jose Ramirez. And you'd like to see him going from 2 to 5 just maximizes his at-bats. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see, personally. I'll keep uh, harping on things like that until they they occur. But, uh, you know, Naquin stepping up against the the left-hander was a bit of a surprise, making it uh, on base three times. Santana made it on base four times including the home run uh you know just constantly hats off to carlos santana so this win was super exciting all wins are walk-off win second home run walk-off win by santana in a row um like well, i guess technically this was the first walk-off win because the twins one wasn't a walk-off win the indians had to then go out and close that game out so this is the first walk-off win but the second game in a row santana home run essentially won the game for the indians on top of that, it meant the Indians were first for a day. Of course, the problem was the next day. Um, ran into some problems. We'll talk about it. Lost in extra innings. Uh, and the Twins won. 
coming back against Josh Hader of all people in that Brewers pen. Uh, just bad uh, timing. So they, the Indians again fall to second. We'll dive into the scoreboard watching in the second half. You know, uh, Lindor had two doubles, one of them being the game tire. Mercado, one hit, three strikeouts, continuing to struggle. Santana goes deep again, 27th of the year. Reyes goes deep again, his second with the Indians, his 29th of the year. Uh, an 0-for-5-er for for Jose Ramirez. Most of the team struggled. Uh, Greg Allen does go 1-for-4 and scores two runs. He steals a base. Lindor gets caught stealing. Um, The offense did pretty well. Chris Sale is a hard lefty. Um, Someone like Jason Kipnis really has no chance in this game facing him. Uh, Tyler Naquin getting a hit is uh, impressive. I had to work late, so I did not actually get to watch the game, but I kind of believe that... uh, Here's my guess, that that Naquin's hit uh, came against... uh, Not against... What the heck just happened? Sorry, I had a uh, keyboarder. Basically, I'm thinking that Naquin did not get his hit against Sale because that has always been... Uh, he's never been good against lefties. Uh, Naquin... Oh, no. He did. So, uh, bad by me, good for him. Of course, the bigger story in spite of you know, Fran Mill hitting a home run in his second straight game, Santana hitting a home run in his third straight game, a game that goes to extras, a game that saw Raphael Devers go six for six, which I believe was a, at least tied an all-time record. Chris Sale gets to 2,000 strikeouts, making him the fastest pitcher to ever get there. Um, Sale didn't pitch a great one. I mean, he yes, 12 Ks, three earned runs, six and two-thirds, uh, it's not bad. The Indians were able to go deep on him, and that's how they got their runs. It, it, five total runs, but uh, the Indians totally could have won this game. Um, so, Clevenger, also not super sharp, gives up four runs, strikes out six, two walks, 11 hits, um, really scattering those hits around. Josh Smith. Um, I know Neck Wetgren gets the loss here, but let's be honest, it's Smith, who kind of uh, really should be the one who is the gets the loss for the Indians. He gives up two runs. Um, and a guy like Josh T. Smith, let's, if we're being really honest with ourselves, uh, if he could be a remotely effective uh, major league pitcher, he'd be in the majors. Um, he's a lefty, uh, remotely effective lefties. Don't get, don't keep shuttling between AAA and the majors. It just doesn't happen. Uh, you give him credit for settling in after the hit by pitch walk and then, uh, the Devers double. Cause he, I mean, a strikeout intentional walk, line out, fly out, and then struck out, pop out, fly out. That's you're, you're okay with that. And, you know, it, it stinks that when the, the Indians kind of had a chance to to get a run in the next, in the seventh, that uh, that Santana struck out one of the few times he got retired in this series. But you continue looking. It's just little things. Uh, you know, when you got uh, Reyes walks, 
Ramirez grounds out and they pinch hit or pinch run for Reyes. So you got Mike Freeman at second, and what happens is Perez strikes out and Kipnis grounds out. So can't take advantage of that. Lindor does have the uh, the big play, but then he gets caught out at third. Kind of a, a replay of the Twins series where you're making that out, um, being probably overly aggressive. Nick Wetgren comes in, gives up the deep home run. Um, he's another guy we kind of talked about where uh, the advanced stats aren't quite as bullish on Wetgren as uh, the traditional stats are. And then we enter the bottom of the ninth. So Santana singles. So let's have Mike Freeman bunt. Yeah, that leads to a fielder's choice, and Santana is out at second. This team bunts way, 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 way too much. Um, Bunting is... uh, If you ever want proof of why uh, Terry Francona is not as good of a manager as he gets credits for, it's in the bunting. We'll talk about bunting more after the the break in this one. But yeah, the, the bunting is a huge issue for this team. After the bunt, we get strikeout, strikeout, and it's over. And uh, the Indians uh, fall back into the wild card race. Okay, our one of our sponsors is uh, our first sponsor ever, BlueChew.com. They've been a great sponsor for us. Uh, you know the pitch. You've heard it dozens of times from me. So I'm just going to keep going with it. Uh, if you've ever been curious about male enhancement, this is a chewable pill. It costs 5 bucks. You go to bluechew.com. You're going to use that promo code MLB. Uh, they've been a great supporter of this podcast. Again, if you've ever been curious, do this podcast a favor. Go spend 5 bucks and try it for yourself. Bluechew.com, promo code MLB. Um, our other promo is with Manscaped. Manscaped is the uh, number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen it on Shark Tank, and Men's Journal named their lawnmower number two as one of the best tools in men's grooming. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. So if you want to clean it up down there, you go to Manscaped. If you want to get some help down there, you go to Blue Chew. You use LOCKEDON both cases you're going to get yourself some nice deals okay and we're back so i kind of teased that we were going to talk about bunting uh the indians do not have the al leader in sacrifice bunts uh that might be a shock the white Sox are very close to the indians in in sack bunting uh because they do have the leader and a few other guys in the top 10 there's a lot of guys who are actually tied at 10 but this doesn't change the fact that the indians have two guys tied at three and Mike Freeman, who, remember, has not been with the team all year, and Oscar Mercado, who has not been with the team all year. Tight at sixth is uh, two Indians, Jason Kipnis and Roberto Perez, your power-hitting catcher, and a second baseman who, again, missed significant time this year. And <laughs> tied in the top ten, how about Leonis Martin, who the Indians let go about a month ago? So they have uh, a lot of guys just in the top ten. Now, if I were to come over and look at specific sacrifice stats, um, MLB uh, team sacrifices uh, per game, the Cleveland Indians are currently sixth. That's right, sixth. The Dodgers, the Rockies, the Washington Nationals, Pittsburgh Pirates, St. Louis Cardinals, 
than the Cleveland Indians. The only other American League team that's even close is the White Sox. Sitting there at 8. We don't get another American League team until the Kansas City at 16. So, of the top 15 teams and sacrifices, um, again, of the top 15, 13 are in the National League, and the Indians are just, you know, they are a hundredth of a point away from being in the top five. Uh, that is a ludicrously high amount. Their uh, bunting rate, uh, sacrifice rate, is higher than a year ago. It's terrible. It's how you lose games. You're giving away outs. Um, you know, if it led to something good, I would say something positive about it, just to be like, okay, here's an example where it worked. But we don't have that. Instead, it feels at least once a week where there's a loss that help, this helped contribute to it. The Indians gave away an out and didn't gain anything from it. Uh, it's terrible managing. It's terrible decision making. And, you know, all the analytics point to it being a lose scenario. But as we've discussed with Tito this year, when it comes to the offensive side of the game, he is just five to ten years behind at this point. Um, you know, a few years ago, I wasn't on board with Tito, but then I thought he was masterful in his use of the bullpen the year that they made it to the World Series. I thought his how he handled pitching was better than I ever could have thought for him. But we haven't seen anything since then. We haven't even seen him handle pitching well since then. Um, but what he's doing offensively is a net negative for this team. And we've talked about it in lineup construction. We've talked about it in the bunting. It's just, it's awful. And it's going to continue to lead to bad things for the Cleveland Indians. Um, you know, if you, we went and looked at the National League leaderboard for bunts, it's all pitchers, which at least that makes sense. And then Adam Eaton and Victor Robles. Um, so, I mean, not good on those two. Let's be honest. Uh, interesting that both of them are Washington Na uh, Nationals players. So their manager also doing a poor job of managing his hitters. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a big issue, um, as you can tell, because I keep bringing it up. But it is one that is going to continue to uh, to drive me personally up the wall uh, the more we see it happen, because it is just setting up the Indians to, to fail. So, let's get back to the schedule. The Indians have one more against Boston. That is tomorrow. Um, they have they have announced a starter, and it's going to be Brian Johnson, the uh, soft tossing lefty. Not what I expected. I thought that you know maybe we'd see Porcello or maybe they'd try Kashner. Obviously, that's not going to happen as he was the closer in the uh, the loss the other day. Uh, Johnson's one of those fringy guys who has been up and down a million times and has been largely ineffective in the majors. The Indians lineup is set up. To mash against left-handed pitching. Um, now, don't get confused. If you type Brian Johnson into Google, you're going to get the lead singer of ACDC. That is not who we're talking about, um, though I have seen both in uh, person in terms of uh, their performances. Not to brag, but uh, <coughs> Brian Johnson has the pitcher. 53 games in the majors, and it's largely been um, 
mediocre at best and uh, negative at worst. Uh, it's it's a game the Indians 100% should win tomorrow. This is a left-handed pitcher who doesn't miss bats and is extremely home run prone. Um, yes, the Indians lineup misses Yasiel Puig and him just agreeing to take that suspension. Uh, again, we should be extremely mad at the Cincinnati Reds who have a near deal on the table and don't pull Puig from that game uh, ahead of time. That's just... That front office in Cincinnati constantly leaves me scratching their heads with their decision-making, and that was another case of it. If we had Puig, it would be even better, but we don't. We do get to have some humor, though, as uh, we'll have Brian Johnson, not of ACD, pitching to Carlos Santana, not of ELO uh, fame. So we get to do that, uh, have uh, two guys with musicians' names. Now, I mentioned there won't be Puig tomorrow, but uh, you still have Fran Mill. And while Carlos Santana has most of his home runs against uh, right-handers this year against lefties, he's actually hit for a higher average and had a higher on base. So he has not had as much power, but he's getting on base more. Um, He's been really good against either. Like, there's no other way around it than he's just been really good in general. So... You know, it's one of those things. It gets back to it. Brian Johnson isn't good. He is, uh, you know, the sixth or seventh guy in a rotation. He is the extreme end of things. Uh, The Indians have Shane Bieber, a top five Cy Young candidate. Tomorrow should be a wrap-it-up victory. Um, There's really no reason for a loss tomorrow. The Yankee series, uh, we're not going to have time to get to today. We'll probably talk about it tomorrow. Look for that in the second half of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening, rating, reviewing. Uh, our numbers continue to go up, up, up. Again, I apologize for the illness knocking me out yesterday. But uh, the good news is the Indians are still close. The podcast is still going strong. The Indians' numbers are up. Our numbers are up. And I want to thank you all for that. And remember, as always, go Tribe!